Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Money Makes the World Go Around. Uh, today we finally have that long-awaited episode. Uh, this man finally decided to show up. Uh, very hard to get him on, on the podcast. I definitely think he's busier than President Trump in all honesty. Uh, but welcome and thank you for being here. Ruben, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well, man. It's just my secretary. She just <laughs> she just messed up your schedule. Yeah, she keeps messages from me. Like, oh, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> well, she might have kept this one and never gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, I think she didn't want me to be here for some reason. Um, and uh, well, today we're actually going to be discussing SOI. Um, he wasn't here today. I, I mean, last week. We... We're, we're talking about back to school, and he has a very particular perspective where it's very beneficial because you get to see both in terms of within the school and kind of get the a little bit of the feeling of how parents feel with, with some kids maybe going back to, to in, in-person schooling. I don't know if your school isn't necessarily in that category, but um, yeah, people, you know, well, kids have or adults have been returning back to whatever type of school you know you go to. You've been going back to it for like about two weeks now or a week, depending on, you know, how your semester works out. But yeah, man, how, how are things going for you or how are you guys preparing? Yeah, so the reason why I wasn't able to be here um, about a week ago was because our district hired uh, people spokesmen to come speak to us through Zoom. And it was professional development and... Um, and I, I kept suggesting to Marcos that maybe perhaps I'd be better prepared if I had, you know, experienced those, those, uh, a little bit closer, just a little bit closer. Cause it seems like you're pretty far from the mic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Difficult, uh, technical difficulties. All right, go ahead. My you bad. You edit this out? <laughs> no, bro. No, it's just funny. No. <laughs> oh, and, um, I was telling Marcos, um, that it'd be best if I, you know, listen to them and, you know, learn a little bit, have some takeaways to, you know, better inform you guys as to what, how to best go about it and what this year is going to come forth. And I, you know, I'm glad I decided to wait on it because I, felt like I learned a lot this week, probably more than the four years at AU. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's like, dude, I was learning so much. It's like, what's going on? Okay. Like, you know, we would get information about the district, how we're doing things, and then e-learning. And the thing is that this is new for everybody. Like, you can be a, you can have 40 years of experience in this, but you're still going to be new to this. So, yeah, you know, if you don't mind me cutting you off, but... I think teaching is one of those uh, like careers where you really learn a lot more on the job than in terms of like reading books or going to class and stuff like that because yeah you can read as many books but unless you're applying it and definitely having that one-on-one -on -one time with the student because everyone really does learn differently and the reason why I sounded like I know this so well is because if you know me, you know that I did uh, teaching for about two to three years and then I switched majors uh, or more dropped the education portion of, of my uh, of my degree. But it definitely is one of those where it's, it's very different and you have to really learn on the job. And then it's even more difficult, especially for new incomers like yourself, because you don't get that traditional on the job experience. It's really just 
like you said, Zoom based. And I feel like that's definitely going to be throwing off a lot of newer teachers. But I also feel like it will give you an upper hand because this is definitely going to be, well, hopefully it's a, it's a short period of time where we have to do this. And then you get both the experience in case it does happen again, or it starts a new type of type of teaching it gives you guys the upper hand so my bad for cutting you off no Just you're my fine. two no, cents into no, it you brought up really good points like the in training i like you said you don't really you get the experience on the job for example you could be at, in school in about two years in two years you're just reading books you know like oh we do this you do that like when a student says this do this and it's like you know yeah you're learning but you don't really learn until you're really in the classroom. Like, students will just take you, you know, for a ride with what they say. And you have to know how to react, like, what to say. You don't have to be perfect, but just professional, I guess. So, yeah, there's no really, like, books out there that could really tell you, like, hey, this is really how it's going to be. I remember, I'll, I'll talk about a quick little story before I get into this, into this technology thing into this new semester <laughs> that we're going through um so i remember my second year or, or third year like beginning of third year of uh, at au um we were at Mooseheart. i don't know if people are familiar with it it's a school i think it's on lake street i didn't even here in aurora in aurora yeah. i didn't even know the school it's, existed it's by bulldog <laughs> it's it, it's like the light by bulldogs on, on okay. Randall. so we i, I was there an entire semester I would teach twice in a week and um I remember this one time um this girl she so I guess they get some sort of uh, allowance because they because they live there they the students live there and but they they live with uh like um an adult like, so a, like a boarding school basically. Yeah, yeah kind of thing and uh so they get allowances and one time I was just having a conversation with a student about how, because I remember they had a conversation about it in front of me, but I was just curious, so I didn't get to ask. So then the time came and I asked, I was like, hey, so like your allowances, like you don't have to tell me, but how does that, like, what is that? And she was just like, and I was like, oh, I was like, well, how much do you get a week? She's like, well, I don't know, like a hondo. <laughs> and, you know, I was just up there and I just started cracking up and I couldn't really... It was like an uncontrollable like laugh, and I've never really heard the word, the term a hondo. So you know, I just had to calm down. I was like, I was like, this isn't happening right now. And you know, it was it was funny, but it was just one of those things, like an example of a student, you know, just saying something that'll throw you off. And like, thankfully, no, nothing bad really happened during my clinical or like in my student teaching that you know like i cussed out or something like no it was just the stuff like that it just they say something and it just throws you off and you really know how to react it's like this wasn't in the book we read at au you know it's something that really doesn't prepare you for that but um back to the point <laughs> yeah so we're done with that story so back to the point um yeah so we we heard a lot of speakers this week and um honestly is exhausting we're I don't know how the students are going to feel, but like even adults, like the other teachers start c complain more than anything about just being about all these meetings and how long they are. And like, oh, my God, this, oh, my God, that. But it's like, wow, like if you're complaining, imagine how the student's going to 
Exact, dude. I I've had I've had meetings through Zoom, and I hate just sitting down for an hour. And it's it's business. It, it, imagine a kid who has to sit down for six hours in the exact same spot. At least in school, you get to have those little breaks in between, like moving through classrooms, lunch, gym, whatever it may be, bathroom. You have those little those little breaks, and now it's like you don't get to leave your house. That would drive me insane as a little kid. Right, and like even the teacher was that understood this in the classrooms they would make you get up you know just to get some blood flowing so you don't just get like you know bored and just sit there all day you know yeah so teachers would do that but even now it's less that you can do that um so yeah um like i was gonna say i i begin my first week on my first next week is my first week and tuesday is my first day since we have monday off and uh you know i'm excited I don't know what to expect. Um, it's going to be different. Maybe if we were in person, I'd feel a little bit a little bit more prepared for it, but probably not, you know, it being my first year. It's just, it's just crazy that for the first time, I'm going to be on the other side of things and be the teacher, not the student. And, you know, hopefully I can be... You know that teacher I never really I didn't I didn't really have you know going through the D one thirty one school system for some students you know just that positive role model you know but um, that's what I have on my mind going into it but uh, you know I'm just really excited for it and I can't wait to to see the little face on Tuesday. Yeah, it's coming up, and you got this weekend, and then you go straight into to the wolf's mouth, or the lines <laughs> lines done. You yeah, know. Yeah, and it's funny because I don't really know. <laughs> I still don't know what I'm gonna do <laughs> since so Tuesday. Um, so do you, do you get to go into your classroom or and and kind of do the virtual classroom from your actual classroom, or do you have to do it from your home? No, nah, we're at the crib. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm staying. We're we're, at, we're we're doing it from home till November fourth. Teachers oh, are then okay. allowed to go into the school and teach because the district has. Um, so for those that don't know, I'm at District 33. It's uh, in West Chicago. It's a it's a unique little district. Um, so it's composed of six elementary schools, a couple uh, pre-K schools, and it's just a one middle school. And I teach at the one middle school, so it's not like linked or connected to any high school. So that's what's unique about it. And um, so we start Tuesday. So what they're doing is from school starts at 745 normally. And from 745 to 1030, we are doing an advisory session with the students basically uh hey guys do you guys know how to log in on your chromebooks do you guys know how to use google classroom do you know how to access your your classes um just all that little you know housekeeping things we have to take care of and then beginning at noon they start reporting to their classes but they're only going to report they're only going to check in for about 15 minutes so between from noon till about 2 40 they're gonna report and just like a check-in, like, hey, yeah, I know how to access it or I know how to transition. And then that'll be the first day. So I'm not really, I don't have anything really planned for Tuesday. But then we have 
Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, so what I'm really thinking and what other teachers are saying is that, you know, we're just going to get them acclimated to the technologies we're going to use and help them understand what we're asking of them. And the district has told us, you know, to use, to keep it to a minimum of what we're using, you know, it's not like, since you know how to use like five different apps or tools, like use them all, like, no, just keep it simple for yourself and for the students, because you, you have to put yourself in the, in the student's shoes. Like imagine logging in and your homework, your science homework is in this website and your math homework is over here. Yeah. It, it'd be a little too much. And your practice for whatever's over there. So it's like, just try to keep it simple for the students and the parents. And then one important thing, like speaking to the, to the parents, um, is that since they're at home and since there's probably an adult with them since they're still you know well let them know what age group you're, oh, you're yes. teaching you haven't even said I yet i haven't even said what yes. i'm teaching <laughs> so i'm teaching seventh and eighth grade spanish okay so i mean i'm teaching it as a foreign language this year i'm hoping that towards the future i can ask do you positive. know your demographic like do you know if you're mainly spanish speaking already yeah. natives or yeah it'll be it's because the district's composed about like 85 percent hispanic okay but after looking after through all the rosters it's like half and half honestly okay. it's like kids from other races and mm. you know it's not like all hispanic like no it's it's like almost split in half that's pretty awesome it is it's yeah. exciting because i'm gonna learn a lot more you know different ways of teaching it than just someone who already knows spanish so that's really awesome dude right yeah because during student teaching i did like the heritage for spanish and that's a that's just a whole different other world it's just like an english class for your regular english mm -hmm. you know high school class so that's what spanish heritage is and so this is going to be a little different, you know, I, when they interviewed me, I was like, Hey, like, I don't have the most experience teaching it as a foreign language, but you know, I can learn and I'm sure it's going to be fine, you know? And, um, so what they were saying is, uh, so basically that program that I'm doing is to prepare them for high school. So a, a non-native speaker can take the AP exam once they're a senior okay the ap spanish exam and then you know qualify for credits and in, in college whatever save more money and then get get a little bit ahead of their studies so that's kind of my role so um one important note that they mentioned was since the students are going to be at home we have to kind of cater to the entire you know learning system of that student if it's like a parent or a grandma or like an older sibling like what because someone's gonna help them, like someone's gonna help, going to help them, you know, um, find these things, find the websites, f even for like a elementary school student, like even more for them because you know they're gonna need that help and you know they can't be home alone. So you have to kind of cater to their entire like learning system. So that's kind of an important note that they like mentioned to us that about this e-learning that you know the adults are gonna be around the student and so just to kind of make everything easy for that student and the family, you know? I feel like it makes it even more of a personal connection between you and the parents. Like, yes, before you had parent-teacher conferences, but now, like you mentioned, the majority of people probably will have a parent, especially from the age group that you're teaching. They Most likely there will be a parent who's there or some legal guardian. And now, yeah, like you said, you kind of have to 
do almost an individualistic ad- adaptation of how you teach, like not necessarily only to to your um, to your student, but also not to the parent of that child. Like it's it's going to be very interesting. Yes, definitely. <laughs> With like the parent being there, and like they don't want parents to be like in the ear in the student's ear like yeah. telling them the answer oh. like that's a big thing we, we're gonna have to like look out for yes you know especially with the younger students like something really basic that a parent might know like a first or second grader like hey it's just answer yeah. and it's like no you're kind of brewing it you know you're, you're, you're not, not letting them learn you're not letting at all. them learn make mistakes yeah. you know um interact and um the student will feel you know more pressure to participate when the when the parent is there so if like the parents kind of away they'll be more inclined to speaking and um yeah so that's a big thing they've they've talked to us about about how a parent you know may be around and they kind of you know suggest or want students to almost use headphones because they so the noise doesn't so the the parent isn't like listening to the lesson like just through the speaker it just throws out the answers Mm -hmm. you know and um Especially if, that, if it's that student's turn to talk or participate. Yeah, so, um, like, headphones would be a, a good idea for them to use. Do you know if, you're, if you guys are using uh, Zoom for, for your all of your classroom settings? Yeah, so our school is uh, using Zoom. Um, I guess different districts are doing different, or using different platforms. I know District 131 is using... Um, Google Meets. Okay. But 129 West Aurora is using Zoom. So, like, it, it just varies. I think those, those are the only two, honestly. Google Meets and Zoom. I don't really... Like, Skype? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, FaceTime. <laughs> does everyone get an iPad? No, but uh, do you guys... So, how are you guys doing it for homework now? Is So, like you mentioned on the website, but is it... The student grabbing it and printing it and then doing and then scanning it and sending it to you guys or is it just all online and it's multiple i mean i guess for your particular subject and the majority of subjects i think during middle school it's not terrible to make it all multiple choice um but yeah how are you guys are you guys planning on working that out so the platform we're using for those materials is google classroom Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Not at all. I wasn't last year when I went into my student teaching uh, last semester. So it kind of blew my mind from like what we did in, in school to what they were doing. So basically, Google has a feature. So if you go into your uh, like the drive options, mm-hmm. when you click that little grid, like it comes up on there. And it's pretty neat. You have all your classes, your... As a student, you have all your classes, you get all your homework there, and, like, there's a bar on the top left that'll, like, tell you each each individual class, you click on it, you see, like, the stream. It's like a feed. It's almost like a Twitter thing. Like, you see your homework, and you see who hasn't turned it in, and you see when it's due. Like, me as a teacher, I can assign something and post it, and I can... I can schedule it when I want it to be sent out to them. So I can prepare something right now and then schedule it for Monday at 8 a.m. And they'll post at 8 a.m. And I'll give them a due date and it'll be due at at Tuesday at 8 a.m. So just to give them 24 hours. And it's pretty neat, honestly. You can give 
quizzes on there um, in the form of forms like Google Forms and it submits those results for you and then at the end it gives you like an Excel spreadsheet of all their answers and it's it's really it's really neat it's a really neat system to use um, so yeah so I used it last semester when I was over at Fisher Middle School and it took me a while to get the hang of it but then this year we're also using it at this other school and then they were giving us like tutorials about it and I was like pretty comfortable with whatever they were talking about and um, yeah man like everything's paperless like honestly that's pretty awesome yeah like books may be the only thing that that are really like paper like physical and do they pick those up I'm guessing at specific times from the library from you guys or how are you guys doing in for the material that they are studying so i guess they're going to send either like e like uh online codes to the for them to access books um for me uh i, I think that's what i'm gonna do also like do the, like an online book for them just so they can have access to it or um also scanning things and just uploading it oh okay i i, I got really comfortable with it last semester and um like you just take a you just scan a picture of the book and then just and then you also attach a, a document in that in that file and then they just follow that page but they don't write on the page they just write on whatever Google Doc you have on there and yeah it's neat I, I posted my first like the link we're using to meet on zoom um, so I guess that's like the two main ones we're using and uh, did yeah. you did you did you post a little like welcome message like <laughs> <laughs> for did. your students? Yeah, did. what did you put on it? <laughs> I said reportense. <laughs> no, I was like, like back to la chinga. I was like, what's good, y'all? I was like, happy Monday, y'all. No, I was just I just introduced myself a little bit and told them that this was you know their their class and then. And that following one, I uploaded a, our Zoom link so they can access it starting Tuesday. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then I started inviting like them by email. So then what you do is you go to your other. So another where we take uh, attendance is called eSchool. And it has like all their information, all the rosters. And from that, I just like moved that information over here. And I invited the students. So in, in the high school, I was talking to, to a friend that she was saying that she made them. She didn't. Even, she teaches in a high school, and she was saying that she just like kind of threw that out there and didn't really invite them. Like there was more, they have to look for it thing. But like in the middle school, they don't understand that everything has to be like they're they're almost being babied, because you know they're they're transitioning from elementary to high school, you know after that. So we kind of invite. So I then I invited them. They accepted the invitation, and it goes straight to their email. So it's really easy. They just accept. And uh, yeah, that's I st we started doing that this week <laughs> to do that. So I've been wanting to ask you this question, and I think I think you're going to have a maybe a different perspective, but definitely depending on the demographic of our like the financial stability of your district and the parents that that take their students there, but. Have you guys had any issues with students who may not have the best quality internet, who don't have internet, who can't afford it for some reason or the other? Has your district talked about it? I mean, if you can't talk about it, I mean, just, just say you, you can't talk about it. Uh, but, like, have you guys had any sort of plan just in case, like, maybe there's a couple students who can't afford it and they need financial help to be able to do the e-learning? 
honestly, I haven't heard about it. I'm sure they've talked about it in the district, like administration about it, maybe letting those kids come in. But we haven't, you know, had it as had that discussion as a whole school or, or staff. So, but I'm sure those problems are gonna are gonna arise. Um, I was talking to another teacher that's been in the district for a while, and she was telling me that this district is very, like, fifty fifty of like low income and like, in the middle families, mm-hmm. because we were talking about these little strategies that they were giving us on when we pair pair students up, and it's like. Like, who's going to go first? Oh, whoever's birthday is closest. Like, little things like that. Like, whoever has the longer hair. And then she was telling me how before, like, a couple years ago, they would say, like, whoever's taller or whoever's short. And it's like they wanted to get away from those physical things. Okay. And she she was like, yeah, clothes. And then, like, clothes is another one that's touchy because some students, since they're, like, low income, they kind of, they would wear the same clothes for a couple of days yeah. and so she kind of wanted to you know a- avoid that and i was like okay because then she told me like at this elementary school that it was surrounded by like mansions all around but then behind that was like apartments so it's really odd you know like the way they divide those district lines or the school lines and you know it's really unfortunate to hear but i i'm pretty sure they've had those conversations amongst each other but because uh, I've, I've I've also seen that they're gonna let uh, like students with a with an IEP, you know, that that need a lot of help mm-hmm. into the buildings with with, so they're gonna be like the only students really in oh, the buildings okay. since yeah. they need that help from paraprofessionals and you know other supports, so they'll let them in the building. But but yeah, that 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 is a. That is a good question. It's a it's a touchy subject. No, because for sure. some definitely do not have you know that uh that access, and it's something we don't think about. We just take it for granted. It's like, you know, yeah, like e learning. But then you know, there's kids. Like I saw like the picture where it was like a family in California. I don't know where it was. With that ta- outside of Taco Bell. Right. Yes. yes. Like the little kids outside yeah. of like who's. I'm I'm sure McDonald's gonna be popping. Yeah. No, it's it's gonna be. I think what I find really interesting with that, it's like Taco Bell is not really the place that you would think you would go for Wi-Fi, but it's like there's places that kind of sell that as an aesthetic, like mm-hmm. Starbucks. Right. A lot of people buy into that aesthetic where you can just sit there with a coffee, smells like coffee. You're surrounded with a bunch of other people that look like hipsters, and right. you think that you're pretty cool. But like, And then they don't let you and shit? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, nah, man, you can't do your homework here. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, I definitely, it's going to be very interesting to see, like, Starbucks and coffee shops maybe fill up with with families that can't afford necessarily right. internet, and, and you go in, and it's cheaper to buy a cup of coffee or something, mm-hmm. you know, for the pay, or a juice, and you let your students or your kids do their sit homework there, or yeah. sit there for couple hours it's it's definitely going to be interesting but have you guys had any i know you said november 4th is kind of the 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 date in mind but do you guys have a sort of a i'm sure you guys have like a backup plan in terms let's say things actually get worse with the cold it makes it way worse than you know than expected do you guys have like a plan b in terms of like hey we'll be extending it now all the way to the end of the year or possibly more to 
I, I meant more like 2020 as yeah. a year, not the school year, but or all the way to the school year, you know. Yeah, well, the, some teachers are, ta- are taking it as, a, you know, it's going to be the whole year type thing. But then the district, they're basing it off like the Illinois uh, guidance thing. So that's what they're going off. And um, so they're following that. So our plan is, so our district is on, well, the middle school, it's on trimesters and our first trimester ends december 2nd so our our the second one starts on december 2nd and they're planning to be back in person on december 2nd but it's very unlikely like you said with the with the cold and the the temperature and i doubt there's going to really going to be any change in any vaccines or development and with uh mr mr Tr- <laughs> mr trumpy speaking of that on the way here on illinois there was a house that said like the Trump 2020 thing, but it said like Trump 2020, no more bullshit. And I thought that meant that, that he's Trump, that he that he was trying to say like Trump is bullshit, but but he was referring to like other politicians. I was like, what the hell, man? Like, <laughs> I definitely don't think he was referring to Donald Trump as bullshit. Nah, I think yeah, it, was, yeah. it was the other party. Yeah, it was he, the was, other side. he was referring <laughs> to the swamp, drain the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> almost feel like calling APD like yo is that cool man like he has profanity up on his property it's freedom of speech man well you know I did work for the city so <laughs> you I got do, connections I do have a little bit of pull over there yeah. with them boys <laughs> like, uh, you know what I might even go myself like sir you mind taking this in I think that's pull with congress now with the city of Aurora <laughs> well they'll Mayor Urban's gonna have, yeah. gonna, have, oh, yeah. gonna have a say in that. No, but I I definitely think it's gonna be an interesting year for you. Uh, I'm excited for you just because, like I said, it was something that I was doing, and then I changed course slash directions of it, and it's it's really cool to see someone someone else kind of kind of go through it. I'm I'm almost I almost feel like I'm living it through you, just in a really weird way, just because. It, it's something that you definitely do have to be passionate about and i didn't think I'd, i had the full passion to actually do it so i give you props man it's gonna be very interesting to to see how it goes and yeah it's crazy the other day i was i think i was on a run or something since it's so rare now that it happens <laughs> um you know i was just thinking back of like four years ago i had this you know goal of achieving and um you know, I don't really like to look back at things because I feel like it's we're, we're living in the now. I just worry about the now, moving the future. But, you know, sometimes you do find yourself reminiscing here and there. And, you know, I remember in high school, um, my my old Spanish teacher, este Guillermo Pedrone. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shaping you know, the future minds. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Um, he was, uh, you know, he would ask us, like, hey, what do you want to do or what are you going to be when you're older? And, you know, people would answer, people would be like, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. But then I would be like, oh, I'm going to be like you or something. And people thought it was cute. Like, yeah, I was trying to be cute. Or like, oh, like when I'm over, but also I was like being a little bit serious about it. But then, um, you know, just the fact that that came, that came through true. And, you know, it's, it's wild. Like I, we, we messaged this summer about like what jobs, like what, what jobs to take. I was getting his like advice on things and it was crazy. It's crazy now that they were just collabing, you know, like <laughs> como colegas, <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, it's something I always wanted to do. I knew I, I wanted to be a teacher 
early in high school, but I didn't even know what, what, what I was going to do, what, what exactly I was going to teach. So then, like, Spanish was, like, you know, something I really looked forward to. It was a highlight of my day, not just because of that boy, but, <laughs> you know, just the content and, you know, culture, you know, especially us, you know, where we come from. And what, what made you want to become a teacher? I don't know, man. It's about the kids. I, you know, just how I was saying, like, I just didn't have anyone really coming up that I was, that was like a teacher that I would like, you know, vibe with like, yo, man, like, help me get here. Like, what should I do? Like, and I, I don't know. I think I just figured it out. Cause I, I like, I had a really good supportive family and parents that were on my ass that, that really accomplished that. But, you know, just being there for those students that don't really have somebody and, you know, just helping them find some sort of pur purpose in their life and just being in that process of their educational career. And, yeah, I mean, I'm, I know I'm barely going to start, but uh, I'm really excited. I'm really passionate about it, um, especially, you know, I for the last two years, my junior and senior year, Instead of playing baseball in school, I decided to to coach with my with my uh, former coach Gillespie, and um, you know through that I kind of you know really made the decision to stick with teaching and um, just like working with the with the guys and helping them improve throughout the season. It just kind of you know I just kind of realized it's something that. I want to do, I enjoy doing, it wasn't really like a job thing to me, and yeah, that's really what cemented me, you know, pursuing this career, even though motherfuckers wanted me to be an engineer growing up, because my sister became one, yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck, man, I can't, I can't even pass pre-calculus, like, how the fuck? I <laughs> uh, dude, I, I think, I think for parents, anything, especially for our parents, from, from the time they where they grew up, and then uh, you and I have a very special connection because we grew up together. We lived in the same house as we were kids. So, like, we know exactly how our parents are. And if you didn't choose a career where you were making, like, a buttload of money right off the bat, it looked like it was a scary thing because, I mean, our parents came from nothing. And now, you know, having a house, having kids and everything, it, it gives you a different perspective where it's, like, for them, a lot of it was a driving mindset of money. Mm -hmm. And... For us, it's it's a little bit different. It's it's weird because it's like I'm saying this as someone who's studying finance and making a podcast about business, and it makes it seem like everything is about business. Mm -hmm. But it's like for me also, like I do have to enjoy my line of work, and it just so happens to be that I enjoy business and finance, and it it doesn't feel necessarily like a job. And it's one of those jobs where you could, if you, you could do really well and make a good amount of money. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think it's awesome. And I think you're in the same boat as well. I know a lot of teaching jobs don't necessarily have like a amazing pace right off the bat. But if it's something that you kind of stick with it and you, uh, you know, and you earn kind of your stripes and really become that, that solid teacher and not, you don't always necessarily have to stay in the middle school or high school. You can always become a professor as well. And that's where a lot of, you know, really the bigger chunk of money is at, I would say. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think we're both doing something that we're passionate about and something that we can really become successful at. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that we grew up together. 
yeah. in that house. Can you imagine you learning back then? Like us, us two together in <laughs> us that two. house. We would not learn anything, dude. We would definitely flunk. <laughs> no, man. Like it would be impossible. Our parents would have to be like, Marco's like, go to your room. <laughs> yeah. Marcos, you know? And like how, man? And you know, it, it, that's definitely a, still a, a real life scenario for some, some people with these to this day that you know they live with maybe another family yeah. two other families yes. and and using the same wi-fi like it would be super down, difficult man. yes yeah. like shit, shit slows down over here at your apartment hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> damn well you're gonna throw me under the bus like that <laughs> but, yeah but imagine with all those like kids and families together but yeah um you know going kind of just tying up tying uh finances into it a little bit like a reason why I'd say I didn't really, early on, why I didn't really push myself in school harder was because I knew I wanted to go to AU. Not that I was, like, desiring AU. Like, yeah, like... <laughs> it's it my was, dream school. Like, it's my dream school. It's the shit. No, it was more... Um, I knew early on I fucked up in, in high school. I was an idiot. And um, I really didn't get it until, like, junior year. That was like, yo, all right, let's get, let's get to it. So, you know... I, I knew that I fucked up and I knew I couldn't really make it up anymore. So I was like, let's just bust ass for these last two years and try to get, you know, as much scholarship money money as possible going forward. So instead of, you know, instead of putting that burden on my parents or myself about going off to school and, you know, I could have gone to like a, a big school and paid, you know, couple thousand a couple more you know (laughs) (laughs) and staying on campus and paying and doing all that instead of just staying local you know living at the crib you know you know it it is a sacrifice you know not going away i remember that first year when uh, a friend of mine a really close friend of mine edwin went off to school and i was like damn like i wonder what that feels like you know having that freedom but it's, it's just sacrifice you have to make but it's also something that uh you know i took an l like early on so i just had to you know, go to AU, come through, and then just to not burden my family with any kind of, uh, any kind of biz, any kind of bills. <laughs> I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you ended up with, with not having any student debt. And as someone who did move out right away because I did not want to stay at home, it's now, now I'm thinking more, it's like, was it truly worth it? It's like, in all honesty, most people end up going to school, and I'm not, well, all right, I'm not going to include everyone to, to be the exact same way that I was, but a lot of people that I that I met and knew, and it could be because of what I did, but it's like, a lot of people just ended up partying. They ended up getting really drunk a lot of the time, um, not doing so well in classes, so sometimes you had to retake some, um, so, you know, it, it, it just happens. Yeah, I know um, a couple buddies. No. Yeah, same. <laughs> They're going to remain nameless. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll name them. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it, sometimes like, sometimes it's just, it's worth it to stay at home and not necessarily have that additional financial burden because the reality of it, the reality of it is, it, damn, I'm just having, having such a hard time speaking. Don't for the shot, don't. No. <laughs> um, it becomes so it it becomes very difficult to really i guess justify leaving when so many people wait for so long to pay your student debt and depending on where you go and what you study you know sometimes you have overwhelming student student loans and it becomes very difficult to live your regular quote unquote adult life later on um buying houses buying 
cars or whatever it may be you know you always have that that additional burden in the back of your mind and you luckily right now you know you're you're scotch-free if your school ends up paying for your master's program you've decided to do that or your phd and anything like that it's like (laughs) it's a nice little uh bump and pay not gonna lie um but it it helps out a lot it really does and you're at least already done with the first four years. Your additional two years, now that you're working, you could potentially get additional help and maybe not even pay anything else again or pay a very small fraction of what you would be paying. Right. And unlike myself, where right now I'm, you know, I have my student debt from my bachelor's and now I have my student debt from my master's and it's going to be a bitch to pay this off. Chinga. <laughs> I, I know about my finances. No, I mean, I'll be th- fine. Th- that gets, you know, yeah, that gets paid over time. But, you know, looking back at it, maybe I don't, I don't feel as bad about staying home as I first did in the moment, you know, in the moment, it's like, fuck, you know, it's Friday night and we hear reading about fucking, you know, how to fucking, <laughs> how to fucking teach. And it's like, instead of like being out there again, crazy, but in the moment it does suck. But, you know, looking back at it, I mean, right now, I don't really feel any kind of way about it. You know, it's just, we, you know, that happened and we're here now. So, yeah, I'm just. Just living life at this point. Just living life, you know, and like fucking student loans. Couldn't be me, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's going to be me. (laughs) I mean, we had a little student loans. Well, I don't know if they're student loans, but a little debt coming out of, like, high school from all those, like, cookies people (laughs) (laughs) used to buy. (laughs) Just tell the lunch ladies, like, just put it on my tab, man. We'll take care of it later. I must have bought a cookie factory if that's, if that's what you're fucking comparing student loans to. You, like, you kept the whole you you kept the whole building running. Yeah, I kept the whole manufacturing plant. No, but um, do you have anything else that you would like to add besides, you know, <laughs> your your obsession with buying the cookies from lunch? Um, per, maybe perhaps uh, speaking about how uh, maybe how a student might feel or maybe like a teacher's perspective on how on this whole e-learning thing and maybe how things are gonna go so you know just to clarify some things and just kind of explain how a little bit more about how it's gonna work going forward for both students and teachers well i i can speak on it more about my district because i know what's going on over here but so I'll keep it short and simple. So basically, our district, they wanted to avoid all the confusion they felt last spring. And a big thing about last spring was that we were not really calling that teaching. It was more like crisis teaching because we've never, we were in uncharted territory where fucking no one's ever done this shit before. Nor as teachers or students, you know, maybe like online schools like Phoenix University or whatever <laughs> shit. <laughs> No, no, no offense to whoever is on that shit, on that purely online. But, uh, yeah, people really weren't really familiar with that. Maybe at the graduate level where they're taking online classes, but not like kids, you know? Yeah. So, so to avoid all confusion, um, what our district is doing, we're doing like a normal schedule. Like if kids were at physical school, so periods one through, we have time periods. And so what we're doing, though to you know not keep the students like the whole time there we're just so our periods are 40 minutes 
and we're only obligated to be live for 20 minutes and that could even be a video or something like a pre-recorded video but you're still on there for 20 minutes and that's every day that was just to avoid confusion and you know because some schools are doing like they're breaking it up into a a b schedule like okay a schedules meeting mondays from noon till three and then b schedules meeting fucking tuesdays from noon till three and then they just keep switching it off and but this thing it, the thing is it's this is a middle school dog sixth graders like they're walking into a whole new world so imagine like I'm year 11 to 10 years old. Yeah, and like the parents don't even know what's going on yeah. either. So, you know, to so just keep it simple and sweet. I, I do feel bad for other, like, middle schoolers that are, like, in other districts. Like, God, I wonder how they're doing. Like, because, like, most of the complaints about this e-learning stuff is from the sixth graders coming in that they don't know how to use a, like, a Chromebook or the new Chromebook they're assigned or, like, the new apps or whatever. But, um, Damn, I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> I didn't say I don't know where you were going either. So. Um. Oh, yeah. So we're only obligated to be on there half of the time. But we're there every day, like a normal school period. And um, So you guys are trying to avoid that, right? That's, yeah, that's what you guys did in spring. Yes. Yeah, so we're, we're only obligated to be on there half of the time. And, uh, you know, um, it... It's also going to be a thing where it's like planning every single day and with like other schools have the advantage of like every other day, like, like some sort of like, like college almost where you're meeting like three times a week instead of five days. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to get those, those little rascals to, to learn, learn a little Spanish and, you know, it's just crazy, you know, like, like now we would have to like deal with parents and, you know, it's one of a, it's a, like a less, a lesson we learn with one of the speakers. His name was Gary, Gary Brooks. He was a principal from uh, Florida. And he was like talking to us about these five, uh, these five modules. And he, he, he mentioned that if uh, there's a, a lesson with an object, it's more likely to be remembered. So for example, um, he kept talking about M&Ms and he was like mentioning all these kinds of M&Ms and he had it up. He was like, uh, these are M&M's, like, this is peanuts, like, there's all kinds of M&M's. And he was like, well, this M&M's, I got it from my secretary. Like, this M&M, I got it from my first year, from my first grade teacher. She likes peanuts, and the other one likes brownie, and the other one likes plain. And it was just, like, an idea of how to get to know your people in the building, and he tied it to that. But then he also tied it to um, a pacifier, like, a baby pacifier. And he talked about how each student is somebody's baby. And how, you know, you have to look at it through the parents' lenses. And, you know, again, this is new territory for everybody. And the parents are stressed. And the students are stressed because they don't know what's going on. So, yeah, he made that that point, you know, that to look at it through their lenses of a parent. Because it's somebody's baby. Like, no one wants to get called, like, yo, yeah. Joe acting up over here. Or, you know. But, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right well thank you very much for for coming today i really appreciate it i think i think this is a very good perspective perspective for anyone who is either has a sibling you know at home who's doing 
online e-learning or if you're a parent and you listen to this or if you know that your parents may not know exactly the perspective of a teacher and uh, you know you're our age in mid-20s I, I definitely would con uh, you know would suggest to, to share this with your parents and let them kind of understand the other side as well from the classroom and maybe it's a better dynamic uh, some hot takes from today I would say if you're investing keep investing in zoom you've heard it here first <laughs> Uh, from Ruben, apparently we might go all all year online. So I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure we will. And some districts are going at it like nothing ever happened. I heard really quickly. I heard from a parent, a teacher at uh, at our school that she, that she lives in Naperville mm -hmm. and Naperville North and Naperville Central, like that district. I think it's two or three. Yeah, they're doing still in person. There's no, they're they're online, but they're oh, going okay. at it like nothing happened. So like. They're having like the entire workload. They're having every single class, and you know, and and it goes back to the resources thing. Like that's a district that can afford that shit. Yeah, like, they have the just, money. Yeah, just fucking not skip a beat yeah. and just go keep doing what they're doing. But um, yeah. No, yeah. So definitely invest in two. Um, <laughs> you're fucked if you have any student debt, according to Ruben. Uh, but <laughs> no, I didn't say that. It's just. I don't think about it. It's uh, it just just ended on no, a like note. honestly, I no, was yeah. I was blessed. I was in a in a good position not to have to to go through it, and AU is cheap though. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. It's just ended in a lighter note. But thank you for coming. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely, please share and rate the podcast. It will definitely help it help it out. There's a couple, there's a couple uh, ratings already out there. I really appreciate the five stars, five out of five. I think that's awesome. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter at Money Makes a W2. I am still really proud of that handle, even though I didn't make it. Uh, but thank you once again for coming, and everybody have a good day. Oh, you got something else? Yeah. Um, speaking of those five star reviews, shout out to Oaxaca, who was one of those reviews. Oh, yeah. And the other day I saw a Buddy driving a, a Trailblazer on Farnsworth. Hey, bro, fix that engine. <laughs> and also, one more thing. Um, uh, if you're a parent or, you know, you have a sibling and you're having a hard time or they're having a hard time, you can reach out to me. I'm not saying I have all the answers, but perhaps I can help out with whatever's going on. Do you want to drop your district email? No, just in don't, case don't hit have... me up. Don't... <laughs> How are you going to help them then? <laughs> no, you can hit, you can hit up my, my, my uh, personal one. It's Nino, N-I-N-O, Ruben, R-U-B-E-N, 30 at gmail.com. Um, yeah, if you, uh, you know, a sibling is having trouble and you guys need something, some sort of technology thing or how to figure something out, just let me know and I'll try my best and try to help you guys out. Send them a swear schemes. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>